the Patriots have their first losing season under Bill Belichick. And they've always been knocked for not having good free agents. And Bill Belichick's response to that was simply, I, I took offense to that. Hello, all you guys and gals. Hello, my fellow children. Um, welcome to the Finish It Podcast, the unofficially official podcast of all things Miami Dolphin, and really, in this case, the NFL. Because, quite frankly, I'm done predicting things, right? I'm done predicting what Miami's going to do, because every single time I do, they do the complete opposite. Um... So, what the fuck has gone on in the first two days of free agency that have been absolutely disgusting? Um, first of all, the Patriots are making moves, right? Obviously, they signed Johnny Smith to a four-year, $50 million contract. They got Matthew fucking Judon, um, four years, $56 million. Nelson Aguilar, two years, 26 mil. Kendrick Bourne, 22.5 mil. Cam Newton, obviously, re-signed on a $13.6 million deal. They got Jalen fucking Mills, four years, 24 million. They got Trent Brown via a trade. And, of course, they got our baby boy, Devon Godshaw. Um, That's not the only thing that's happened in the NFL, either. Bud Dupree goes to the Titans. Joe Thune goes to the Chiefs. Shaq Barrett stays with the Bucks. Leonard Floyd goes with the Rams. Corey Lindsley goes to the Chargers. Romeo Aquara resigns for three years in Detroit. Carl Lawson goes to the fucking Jets. Trey Hendrickson to the Bengals. And quite literally, as I speak, more things unfold. Um, the Lions have signed Jamal Williams. Miami has signed a couple of people, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but like I said before, the NFL is crazy as fuck, um, and it's the most exciting. So really, I want to dissect exactly the landscape now of specifically the AFC East. Um, the Patriots are once again a threat. And that scares me quite a bit because Buffalo was fantastic this year, right? And we're going to see if Buffalo was a one-hit wonder or if that is sustainable success. But obviously, we know the track record of Bill Belichick and everything that man touches is gold, right? He had one bad season and all of a sudden, it's like it's a game of Madden and he just turned fucking salary cap off. Um, Everybody is going to the Patriots right now. Um, A lot of their defensive players that had the option of opting out are opting back in. Um, We're seeing the fact of... Look, this last season proved a lot, right? It proved that not only is Tom Brady the absolute GOAT, that he's not a quote-unquote system quarterback. Um... It's proved that, not that Belichick can't win without Brady, don't get that twisted, Belichick's still a great fucking coach, 
Okay, he's one of the best of all time. He's not the best of all time. That belongs to our boy, Donnie Shula. May he forever rest in peace. I love him. Um, but the Patriots are now with threat, right? They have an incredible offensive line now with Trent Williams. It's, oh my God. Um, sweet fucking Jesus. Their defense is once again solid. Um, with the likes of Matt Judon as well as Devon Godshaw down in the middle. They still do have Josh Uche and Chase Winovic as well. JC Jackson, who was behind Xavier Howard for the second most picks in the NFL. It's fucking scary. And now they have more offensive weapons, experienced offensive weapons for Cam Newton. And he's no longer throwing to the likes of Nikhil Harry. Um, no offense, Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers, right? He's got a killer tight end, Pat, or Pat. Cam Newton has always done very well when it comes to throwing to tight ends. Look at what he was able to do, obviously, with Greg Olson um, in that season. A couple of seasons that he was in Carolina. Um, and now they have Hunter Henry. Johnny Smith. So literally good luck trying to stop either one of those tight ends. Now they have Nelson Aguilar. That's a scary fucking team now. Um, And if Bill Belichick is the coach that we know he is, that we think he is, and that he's proven himself to be, I think the Patriots just went immediately back into playoff contention immediately, right? Because they were kind of in limbo. They were kind of in limbo of nobody really knows what's going on. Cam Newton didn't really work out, but obviously Belichick sees something and sweet Jesus. I mean, Belichick's always been good at that, right? He takes a lot of guys that nobody will really take a chance on um, and they just become automatic stars, you know, especially for the wide receiver position too. Um, He really likes short white guys. I really, I've noticed that. Um, whether it's Julian Edelman, whether it's, what was that other guy? Oh my God. Oh, dude. Chris Hogan. That was his name. Um, him and John Gruden are kind of like that old school kind of a thought. Um, they really love their slot guys. They really do. And now they have a plethora of weapons around Cam Newton to where now that he has an entire year under his belt working in Belichick system. The Patriots might be a threat again in the AFC East. Um, And is Miami going to be able to hold up, right? That's the big question. That's been the biggest question for a long time, right? Because our biggest competition, given the landscape of the NFL, given the landscape of how the AFC East um, shaped out over this last season, really the only competition that we had that was top tier for us was obviously the Bills, right? They made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. Now, we have to... Well, look, here's the thing, right? Miami, out of our six losses in the entire season, we lost to Buffalo twice, and we lost to New England once. Okay, so literally half of our six losses came from the division, So I've always been, and if you're a long time listener, you know exactly how I feel. 
you know exactly how adamant I am that this team is young. Just give us time to, you know, once again, become experienced, get that guidance, everything like that. And no matter what I say, no matter what I say that we do in the draft, what we don't do in the draft, right? Um, Miami proves me wrong in free agency. And that's why I was saying free agency is the most vital part besides the draft, right? Because I wanted us to go after some sort of cornerback prospect who's relatively young in the draft that could bring, once again, youth into that defensive core for once again long-term success we went out and we signed Justin Coleman out of Detroit which isn't bad I do like Justin Coleman I thought he was great but um when I told Miami to go after a Detroit cornerback I meant Amani not Justin Coleman okay um it's just like I'm just so I'm never gonna play the lottery and I'm never going to go to a palm reader because I just seem to have the worst luck of all time. And I'm always incorrect. So welcome to the Finish It podcast, you know, where journalism goes to fucking die. Um, we have no idea. Like the NFL is a well, then again, nobody ever saw anything. Anybody and everybody that's signing for the Patriots the way that they are. I, I have no idea what the fuck Bill pulled out of his ass he finally discovered that he has money right in the Patriots organization him and Robert Kraft finally had a sit down and said oh shit well we actually do have a lump sum of money rather than burn it why don't we spend it and they fucking did and they'll probably still continue to do so this is fucking oh my god see this is why I love the NFL offseason it is more exciting and more interesting than the regular season and after watching all of the options that happened yesterday, it just made me fucking nut. Yup, the nut button is back here on the Finish It Podcast. And a lot of people that I wanted Miami to sign have been taken. Um, Jamal Williams being number one, he's going to Detroit. But however, given the landscape of everything, we got rid of Shaq Lawson, um, picked up Bernard McKinney, and I do like McKinney. I think he's a fantastic pairing um, in the middle with Jerome Baker, the sack maker. It's going to be very interesting to see how they run that combo. Um, if they're going to move Jerome to the outside or if they're going to run that two-man middle linebacking core with two edge rushers or one pass coverage linebacker, one rushing linebacker. It's going to be very interesting to see what we do here. Um, we got Justin Coleman. So by no means, it's not flashy, right? The Dolphin signings are not flashy, but they're solid pieces for what we need in the rotation. McKinney is a former pro bowler. Justin Coleman was CB1 in Detroit. I know that's not really saying much. That's like bragging that you're the tallest man in the world's shortest man competition. Um, so it's not really saying much, but regardless, it adds extra depth in that secondary right it's just very and, and obviously the moves that we made with Kyle Van Oy as well as Shaq Lawson yes we are shedding a lot of cap Vance Beagle did resign is it Beagle bagel that makes me want a bagel 
But obviously, all of the moves that we are making to clear up cap room, we're obviously going for the biggest name wide receiver-wise that is still available in free agency. Marvin Jones Jr. did sign a contract elsewhere, but we're not talking about Marvin Jones. We're talking about Kenny Galladay. And obviously, Miami is shedding a lot of cap room, both with Kyle Vanaway to free up $10 million. Shaq Lawson freed up a couple. Of, I don't know the exact number. Um, and then restructuring Vince Bagel's contract does clear up an additional couple of million dollars in cap room. Um, we really need to restructure Byron Jones's contract. I'm just going to say that. And now the fact that I've said that out loud, that means it's not going to happen. Um, but we really need to do that. But all of the signs are pointing towards Miami going after Kenny Galladay. And if that happens, that changes the entire landscape of the draft, right? Do we go for Devontae Smith anyway? Do we go for that outside edge rusher linebacker that we're missing in Micah Parsons or Zayvon Collins or Cameron McGrone? Or do we go Patrick Sertan II? Do we go Jabril Cox? Do we go Richie Grant? Do we go Javon Holland? Do we go Caleb Farley? Do we go Penny Suell, right? Like, there are so many question marks because Miami is in the most interesting spot. And now, inarguably, given the roster makeup of the Bills and now the Patriots, along with us and all of the assets that we have, um, a lot of potential that we have, a very young team full of potential that is still learning to gel and that chemistry is showing on the field production wise i mean for god's sake we went 10 and 6 when we were supposed to go like 4 and 12 so obviously that chemistry is working the culture has been established with one of the hardest schedules by the way in the nfl um and the patriots this year don't have that hard of a schedule so i can 100 see them possibly playoff bound this year if cam newton can keep it together um with the exception of the Jets, obviously we all know how competitive the AFC East, or how just how competitive the AFC is in general, period. For God's sakes, 10 wins doesn't get you into the fucking playoffs. But if you're Washington, 7 wins fucking do. Makes no fucking sense. Um, so the AFC is just genuinely more competitive, right? And now... With the exception of the Jets, Miami has now found itself in possibly the most competitive conference in, or division, excuse me, in the AFC, right? The AFC South, it's kind of a shit show, right? Obviously, you know, the AFC North is, you know, they're... Their legacy speaks for themselves. AFC East, AFC South, right? AFC West. If not the AFC North, AFC East is probably the hardest division in the AFC, period. Especially now, too, if you look at the roster construction that everybody is going against. With the exception of the Jets, of course, right? There's always the bad one. There's always the one in the bunch, you know? So it's scary. It's scary to see what the fuck is going on. It's also exciting 
Um, are the Patriots relevant again? I think so. I think my over-under for that... And, and look, this is coming from a diehard Dolphins fan who lived in Boston for a year and developed many a hate crime against me for, for my thoughts and my feelings um, and my values. I felt like a Christian missionary in the middle of Pakistan, um, just just verbally attacked all the time. Um, Over-under, they're definitely 100% with one of the easier schedules and the roster construction that they're doing right now. Easily 9, if not 10 wins for the Patriots. Easy. Right? What is Miami going to do? Who knows, right? Because I can't predict with Miami, goddammit. Um, that's why I love this team so much. Because literally everything, you can't predict shit. Right? When it comes to people that have been in their position for a long time, or have a certain reputation, you're like, oh yeah, that's such a fucking Packers move, right? That's such a fucking, you know, Ravens move to go defense, right? That's such a Ravens move to go. With Miami, it's like nobody fucking knows what the hell is going on in Miami. If you can figure it out, like, you're Nostradamus and tell me what's going to happen to me in 20 years because I'm really scared and I want to know. So let me know what you think down below. I just had to get a short one out here for you. I already know by the time I publish this, some crazy signing is going to happen because um, that's just my luck. That's just what we do here at the Finish It Podcast. But, like I said, the NFL offseason is the most exciting part of the entire NFL calendar. And it's only just fucking starting. We're in day two. Holy shit. If you're new here, welcome. We hope you enjoyed your stay. And if you're still here 17 and a half minutes in by now and... You think possibly you like the content? Feel free to drop us a like. Feel free to subscribe and rate us five stars. It costs you absolutely nothing. Helps us with the algorithm to move on up. To get more people into the Finish It family. Obviously, shoutouts. Shoutouts to just Bry. It's not Bree. It's Bry, I found out. That's my main man. Love him. James Baker. You are my absolute number one fucking dude. If I ever see you in public, Justin, or James, Justin, I see I'm getting too many J's, goddammit. I better calm down. If I say too many J's, I might end up like Myers Leonard. Um, James, if I ever see you in public, we're grabbing a beer. We're grabbing a beer. Um, for all of my returning listeners, my returning family members of Finish It Faithful, welcome. Welcome back home. I hope everything is going absolutely swimmingly for you. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, how I have missed you. So, as always, you can feel free to hit like, subscribe, rate us five stars, share us with a friend, get as many family members as we can here in the Finish It Faithful podcast. Right? It's not exactly family friendly, don't go showing this to a seven-year-old, unless you want to, I don't care. I'm just not exactly the best role model. So you can always support the podcast here at the Patreon link down below. Now, it doesn't support us. It actually, all of the proceeds go immediately to the MS Foundation, as we have said. Very cool to have partnered with them um, as somebody who is personally affected by this condition. They do absolutely incredible work. 
So once again, if you do feel so inclined, you by no means have to. I am just thankful for being in your ears wherever, however, whenever you're listening to this. If you do feel so inclined, you can always hit that Patreon button down below, always in the description of every single episode, and all of the proceeds go immediately to the MS Foundation. That's all I got today, guys. That's all I got, guys and gals, because I think my demographics are actually 20% female. So, uh, what's up, ladies? Um, how are you? Looking good. As always, my name is Ty, your social pariah messiah. I promised somebody I would say that in this episode. And as always, God bless and go, Miami Dolphins.